Stampede. Garner is at number 117, recorded 112121. I never was educated at a military academy or served in the military. My only connection to having a military experience came from three men in my family, one of whom I'm named after and who died in World War II. The other two were my grandfather, who was shot in the leg while serving in World War I in France. I once asked my grandfather if I could see the scar from his wound during a Thanksgiving dinner and was roundly criticized for asking an outlandish thing, especially since eating turkey, stuffing, cranberry sauce, and mashed potatoes with gravy. The other was my father, who was a major in the army during World War II, who would rarely talk about his experience and ended up fearing for all of us because we were living in the nuclear age. Now that I think about it, his fears may have been well-founded because I woke up this morning to read 
that our military is planning on arming the F-35 fighter jets with nuclear bombs. Now, this report comes about a month after the USS Connecticut submarine struck something in the South China Sea. The U.S. Navy has put a gag order on the entire crew of that vessel. And being the cynic I am, I'm inclined to believe the event of October 2nd in the South China Sea and the U.S. military command making the announcement that the F-35 fighter jets were going to be armed with a nuclear bomb makes me think the two events are related. And this makes me think our military leaders should be placed in solitary confinement in a mental hospital. There are people today incarcerated for breaking into the Capitol building on January 6th. And all I've got to say about that is they went to the wrong building. They should have crossed the Potomac and invaded the Pentagon, searching for all of our high-ranking officers in that building. It's a common practice that we never question the integrity of our armed forces. I mean, it's a rare occasion to hear someone calling for a four-star general 
being officially removed from military service. That's because the American public still hold our military in high esteem. We have an all-volunteer army. So when our military are sent on dangerous missions to fight in foreign lands, we're proud of those men and women who are willing to risk their own lives. We call them heroes who risk everything for our country. But we never question the men and women who are at the top. In fact, it's difficult to understand how the people at the top got to be at the top. We know they aren't elected by the American people. They achieve their rank and power by an internal procedure. And I, for one, am not sure how that's done. Of course, their loyalty to our country can never be questioned, but certainly the decisions they make, especially ones involving life or death, can be challenging. Sometimes those decisions come from our political side of the government. Our politicians, congressional House members, and senators, and our executive branch, the president, tell the people at the top of the military chain what they want done. And our military follow orders. If we send military combat units to fight an invasion of soldiers from the People's Republic of China on the island of Taiwan, those orders will come from our politicians and must be followed by our military. So it's a curious question as to who decided that our F-35 fighter jets should now be armed with a nuclear bomb, the B-61-12 bomb. Do you believe an Air Force general made that request, or does it come from a politician? Because I'd like to know who's responsible for making that decision.
Most Americans have a very short memory. Ask anyone what they ate for lunch yesterday, and they can't tell you. But that's a subject for another show. No, I only bring up our inability as a nation to retain simple historical facts to make a point. Let me refresh your memories, because this could be important about our future. We just ended a 20-year war fought in a faraway land, and I won't get into whether we made the right decisions to do that. However, I can say this. Some high-ranking retired military officers and politicians became very wealthy, serving as consultants and members of boards on America's powerful military companies while we fought that 20-year war in Afghanistan. And I'll say this, we didn't prove anything by it or clarified our objectives or could declare a victory. But the American public has a short memory span And let me make an observation. If America didn't succeed in Afghanistan, we sure as hell don't have an appetite for proving our military endurance in a conflict with the People's Republic of China. In fact, I'll say this. I don't think our volunteer army would be willing to follow orders emanating from some bloated congressman, senator, or even our president, if given the order to fight the People's Republic of China on the island of Taiwan. We could see our military rebelling against our own government. So when some military leader or politician ordered the arming of our F-35 fighter jets with nuclear bombs to intimidate China or the Federation of Russia, they are dangerous fools, and they should be removed from their decision-making responsibilities. Let's not kid ourselves. We don't have the will to fight, and our military or our politicians who think they can bluff our adversaries by threatening them to use nuclear weapons are making a grave miscalculation. And the reality of our abilities to fight another war
it doesn't appear that the leaders in our government understand what has happened. This country is bankrupt. It simply prints paper money to pay its bills, money it doesn't have. But that isn't the only problem that faces this country. When you have riots, looting, mass shootings, daily violence within this country, is there anyone who could believe we're strong enough to wage another protracted military conflict in a foreign land? The people in charge better wake up who are instituting policies that aren't achievable may find something other than the insurrection that took place on January 6th. And our military may not be willing to stop it. They may actually be leading it. Let's not lose sight of what has happened. In the last 50 years, we've built a military to assure the protection of our economic system. We've built an economic system supporting the policy of the petrodollar. And that system employs millions of people connected to the fossil fuel industry. But something has happened, and it's become clear. We've endangered our natural climate by burning fossil fuels. And there's evidence to support that. It may take a long time to reverse the effects of basing our economy on fossil fuel energy, but disengaging our military around the world is going to be a different matter. You see, we used our military to protect our energy policy, and it's not going to willingly retreat from the world, but may be necessary because our own society and governmental institutions have been weakened by a need to want more. And that's created corruption, greed, and violence. Our policies to consume more will have to be met with serious measures to conserve more of everything.
You see, we sold out to greed and corruption, and we didn't care what we did to the natural world. We took from nature without regard. We consumed, building weapons to protect what we needed for our fossil fuel economy. We didn't care what we did to our oceans, to the air we breathed, just so long as we could keep the wheels of consuming rolling. We built weapons to protect production and distribution of oil. And through it all, our retired generals and politicians became wealthy, helping to develop new weapons. If you think you're going to avoid what's coming, then think again, because everyone is going to feel this pain. The propagandists will try distracting you from understanding what's happening, but even they will see it coming. And the ones at the top of the food chain who made the decisions causing our government insolvency and bankruptcy won't escape either. The government's debt will have to be restructured with the issuance of a new currency, nearly as worthless as the old. The inflation will be structural, not transitory, and could last for decades. No, we aren't going to work our way out of our deceptions, because it's been building for 50 years, and the abuses have been so massive, historians won't be able to pinpoint what actually caused the collapse. Was it the funny money, the riots and looting, the assassinations, the oceans rising, the atmosphere turning red? No, the ones at the top will just tell you to keep working because everything will get back to normal. COVID-19 will just be something we have to live with. It'll never be eradicated. And our leaders will keep telling us we'll start all over again. Only this time, it'll be better. And it won't come from our president. It'll come from a military junta.
This week on Garnerism, you heard six soundtracks from Charles Wayne for the 1977 movie The Last Wave, The Drive Home, then The Man on the Street, followed by The Vault, and then The Warning, The Drowned World, and finally The Descent. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.